Thanks for checking out the PowerPlace audio podcast. If you want more resources for your walk with the Lord, you can visit us online at www.thepowerplace.org. You can check us out on YouTube and Facebook at The PowerPlace Church if you want to watch the service online. And if you want to give, you can text any amount to 84321 or visit the church website. I'm excited about what God's doing in the house. The Power Place exists to help you. Power Place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to be empowered by His Spirit and His Word so that you can go and engage with your world. That's why we're here. You're going to hear me say it every week. We say it almost every day here. It's, it's why we exist. Did you know that daily reminders matter? And so when you wake up in the morning to daily remind your spirit who's in charge, he is, not us. So we daily get ourselves in check. Um, that's why an encounter with the Lord is so important because we come into alignment with him. And we say, Lord, no matter what, no matter what happens today, I choose to give it to you. No matter what I run into today, I choose to give it to you. Whether it's a good day or a hard day, I choose to give it to you. That way, when the hard comes, we know who to run to. That way, that way it doesn't come by surprise, but it's like, I kind of figured it was coming. And then you're ready. You're ready. You stay in the ready position. You stay in the ready position. We have, a, we have our first fruits that we, we took our first fruits offering at the beginning of this year. And, uh, and I just, I wanna call the church to obedience. In Ecclesiastes 5.10, it says, whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves money never has enough. There'll never be that fulfilled uh, feeling in your heart uh, whenever you have that yearning for more money. When you have a yearning for obedience, God pours out money. It's funny, he knows Everything, you know, we always say, uh, you know, God knows every hair on your head. He knows, he knows all, all about you. He knows your thoughts. He knows, he knows where you're at. He knows what you're thinking, all that stuff. And then when it comes to money, we're like, Lord, I don't know if I can. It's, it's the root of all evil because it's that thing that, that you think you have to rely on. You check your bank account, you know, multiple times a day just to make sure the wife's not spending anything extra. Seeing if those Amazon packages are delivered yet. My doorbell goes off like nine times a day. I'm like, UPS, I know you don't deliver nine times a day. I know that's not a fact. In Deuteronomy 8, 18, it says, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. The Lord God is who gives you the ability to produce wealth. So as I come into alignment with him, and I say, Lord, I give you everything. He gives you the ability to gain wealth. Oh, I thought Christians were supposed to be poor. No, 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 no. You can have it all. He has a cattle on a thousand hills and he wants to hand them out, but it comes with obedience. It doesn't just come to every household. It doesn't just come to every household. So when we get into alignment with him and we start to obey and listen to the promptings of the spirit, this is why daily encounters with the Lord matter because I ha as I have a daily encounter, I give him the opportunity to speak to me and say, hey, you need to plant a seed there. Yes, I'm gonna give my 10% to the church. Yes, 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 that, that's known. But what am I gonna do with the extra? 
What is God doing with the offering inside of me? What is God doing with the more? And, and that's where we have to tune in because God wants to plant seeds all over. And you need to make sure that what you're planting into is good soil because good seed dropped on bad soil does nothing. I'm telling you, and when, we, when you become awake to this, when you actually wake up to this, this understanding that just handing out money all over the place doesn't do anything, you need to make sure where your money is going is good soil. It's good soil. You need to trust the other side. Don't just give and be like, man, I really hope that turns out somewhere. No, that's why we tune in. God, where do you want me to plant this offering? Where is this seed gonna go? And so I say that as an encouragement for you as we, we you know, head into this 2023 year in such a way that we have so many things that God is pouring out. And I would encourage you as a family unit, come together and start to pray, Lord, what would you have us to give? It's something we come into alignment with every year. Lord, what do you have for our family? What do you have for our home? What do you wanna do this year through us? And God will give you, he'll give you the exact number. And you might not like it. I'm not saying you're gonna be there and be like, oh man, I can't wait to give that. It's gonna be great. But through giving that, you'll watch, you'll watch the money that you thought wouldn't be in your account all of a sudden just appears. I remember the one year we, we gave and I went home and I was like, babe, I don't remember us having that much. And it was just like, it, it was just there. It was, it was just there. I'm like, how, yeah, but how did, how did it get there? Like, I keep track of this stuff. How, how is that what it is? Because God wants to supply for his kids. He wants to supply for you. So I encourage you, come into prayer, come into unity in your home and pray, Lord, what would you have us to give? I'm gonna encourage you as a church. Man, if, if you're a member here and you go here, I'm gonna push you as, as, a, as in unity with the house. Man, get with God and say, Lord, what would you have us to give? And then with obedience, uh, our, our prayer in this house that God pours out over and over and over again on your home. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hey, I wanna give you a little heads up. Gatherings this year will be important. Okay, go ahead and look at your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor. Nah, you didn't do very good. Say, hey, neighbor. I'm just getting you ready for uh, shouting at your TV later. Say, hey, neighbor. Gatherings this, poor, this year will be important. And let me tell you, not because last year they were not important. And I wanna, I wanna help you. I'm not saying that next year they won't be important. But this year, there's an importance on participation in gatherings. I feel it heavy in my spirit. As I was praying into this year, God said, this year will actually fuel the years ahead. And I started to get this prompting in my spirit. I'm like, okay, Lord, what, what does that mean? Because we've always come into gatherings, you know, at the power place for 19 years, we've been, we've been gathering together. And he started to, to remind me of everything that he's going to do. And he said, this year will be a gathering, getting together and participating, which is what's going to build for what's coming. And I, and I, I, know, I know the concern would be, well, are, are you just trying to talk us up because you're always trying to pitch something for the future? No, 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 no. I'm telling you, God is starting an awakening for those that are ready, for those that are ready. If we want to go to the next level, we have to awaken our spirits again and say, Lord, I'm here, I'm willing, and I'm ready. So whatever you have for us, Lord, start to stir. 
Let's go back to, to uh, my wife Brittany's vision where she had God's hand coming down and stirring in this place. I'm telling you, it is happening. It's happening in our kids. It's happening in our teenagers. When kids start to pray for miracles... When the children of the home are the first ones that say we need to pray for that, that gets me excited. That gets me excited. That, that starts to wake me up and be like, ooh, where are you taking us this year, Lord? So let's talk about the, the participation thing, the gathering. Uh, Hebrews 10, verse 24, it says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up on meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. It's Super Bowl Sunday. I've got to stay home and get the chip bowl ready. (laughs) Hear me, hear me, hear me. Nothing trumps the gathering. Hear me. Nothing trumps the gathering. Hear me. This is Bible. As some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. How many of you know the day is approaching? It's getting near where the clouds are going to open up and we're ascending to our home, our real home. This is not our home. Yes, yes, yes. You make your house pretty, but this is not your forever home. We have a location and a destination that's already prepared for us. And so we live now for there. We live now for there. So, so we don't give up on the gathering. We come together. Why? Because it's every week we're like, are you coming? You better be there. Like start writing people's address down. Get creepy. Be like, you don't show up. I'm coming. I'll be there honking my horn out front of your house. You choose not to come. Be warned. Like, I'm serious. Like, we are, we are in anticipation for what God's going to do in the house. And so we take an importance and we stamp it on the gathering. We say, this is important. Why? Because we're spurring each other on. <laughs> you know, spurring, you know, like with the horse, we're spurring each other on. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll worship. It's an encouragement to my spirit to see you worship. Something happens in me when you start to worship. It's the same thing for you when you see someone else worship. You're like, oh my word, I've got to lift my hands. This section over here, the kind of crazy section that jumps and does all weird things right here, these these weird guys right here, they are amazing. They spur all of this on. It's funny to me because, because this actually invites people to come here and kneel. It does something to you. Let's give it up for the worshipers. Yeah. What they're doing is spurring you on. They're like, I'm going to worship even if you choose not to. And just by me worshiping, you might actually get encouraged to worship. I'm thankful for you guys for worship. I'm thankful for the drive and I'm thankful for that. There's a game going on today. I can see it because their section's wearing it. It's the Chiefs and, and I can't remember the other team, but they're, it's going to be good. I mean, I mean the Eagles. Yeah, that's right. I knew that. There's an importance on the gathering. There's an importance on the gathering. It's, 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 it is the year of God building the gathering. You want to see supernatural settlings? 
We have to get together and spur each other on. It's funny. I'm getting more texts now than ever before. Uh, uh, hey, you taking any more uh, uh, supernatural suddenlies requests? I've got supernatural suddenlies coming in left and right. Check out what happened in our family. Check out what happened in our home. Check out what happened in our business. Check out what happened. I'm like, dude, there's so much going on right now in the presence. In the presence. And the greatest part is it's not happening in here. It's happening in your home because you were here. Isn't that funny? You read the word of God and you're like, oh man, that's exciting. But then we come together and we spur each other on and we take it home. And now we're seeing things happen in our business. Things happen in our home. Things happen in our family. Why? Because of the gathering. Ephesians 5, 19, it says, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the spirit, singing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs. If I'm out in the foyer and I hear you guys singing to one another, I'm going to get creeped out. I'm just saying that. I just, want to, I just want to put a word out to the wise. How are you doing this morning? How are you doing? I am doing great. Hope you are too. Like, we're not doing that. I'm not talking about like, you know, I don't know. We don't need that. But what I do see in this verse is coming together, singing and making music, spurring each other on in worshiping. There's a stirring in my spirit when I hear voices start to rise. There's an excitement that happens in God's heart when his people start to sing. I said this before, but it's like for any parent in the room, when your kid comes and says, dad, you're a great dad. Something happens like, oh man, I mean, I already knew that, but thank you for reminding me, you know, it's that moment where, where your kids give you praise. It's like, wow, that felt good. I know that God has that same feeling when we come into his house and we say, Jesus, you're everything. You know, he's drawn to his praise. The father is drawn to his praise. And he's like, oh my word, look at my children. They love me. They're obsessed with me. They want more of me. And so we start, to, we start to sing. We start to become unified in our praise. When, when our worship team starts to sing, did you know that they're not, they're not here just to entertain us? God is starting to do something. And guess what? We not only need you, we want you. And here's the reason why. Not because, not because oh, we're begging you to serve. No, no, no. I want God to pour out on your home from your obedience. There's an obedience to lining up with the house and serving. When you start to come into alignment and say, hey, Lord, I'm going to serve. I'm going to serve what you've given me. Then you're not just coming and taking. There's a difference between gathering and taking and gathering and giving. And so we come in and we steward that well. Why? Because we're not stupid stewards. We value stewardship here. And so since we value stewardship, we're going to steward it all well. well. I thought money only landed underneath that. No, not just money. Time, everything. There I am, see? <laughs> Devil tried to shut out serving. He knows how important it is. We ain't gonna be quiet. <laughs> Try to shut me up. Serving is important. Why? Because when you come into alignment with him, everything else happens. So good. Say this with me. Say, God, you have my obedience. 
Come on, say it like you mean it. Say, God, you have my obedience. Mm. Intentionality is everything. I felt this for this year so strong in my spirit that we have to become an intentional house. We have to become an intentional house. Not that we haven't been, but intentionality is important this year. It's important this year. When you are intentional about something, you're paying attention. You're saying, how, when, Lord, lead me, guide me, my eyes, my ears, my heart. Lord, everything's connected to you, so you just go ahead and move, and we're just gonna act out of obedience. Intentionality is everything. If things are not built from intentionality, things will be built and created by accident. We will not be a church that has an accidental culture. It's not us. It's not going to be the way we live, not going to be the way we do things. We're not just going to, by accident, have rude people go here. Ah, I came to your church once. Everybody was mean. You know, I've never heard that. Literally, everybody's like, your church is so nice. Your church is literally so nice. I'm like, yeah, I know. I don't know how. We're like, what, 45 minutes outside of Philly, and we have a nice church. It's crazy. <laughs> so crazy. Like, not normal. I remember when we first moved here, I was like, man, people are mean. Like, they just, they don't hold the door open for you. They, they, they just try to get through first. It's crazy. We have a nice church with a powerful Holy Spirit. So you team up nice people with the impact of the Holy Spirit, that's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> the devil hates that. He hates that. Because the devil's goal is to divide and conquer. And so if he can divide something, then he automatically has the power to conquer it. He's like, yo, this is great. I'm coming in. I'm going to do this thing. When we come in unity in this house and we love on people, it shifts everything. So we're going to be intentional about the culture that's built in this house. Amen. Did you know that Valentine's Day is on Tuesday? Some of you guys were so obsessed with the Super Bowl, you forgot Valentine's Day was on Tuesday, and you're panicking right now, thinking about what you can order on Amazon with your Prime account, hoping it's coming in tomorrow. <laughs> Valentine's Day is on Tuesday. Love is in the air. Let me speak to relationships for just a second. You okay with that? Is that all right? If you're single and searching, I want you to stop and seek God. Okay? If you're single and searching... I want you to stop and seek God. Did you know that God can bring you exactly who you're looking for just by you seeking him first? Yeah. So you get into your daily encounter. Instead of searching out men or searching out women, you search out God and he brings the perfect spouse. That's what he does. He, he's so good at it. He's like, ChristianMingle.com, way better. I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Not really sure. <laughs> he's the match king, okay? He, he's, he's everything. So if you're, if you're in that, that moment where you're, you're, you're single and you're, you're, you're wondering, oh man, I wonder who it could be. I wonder, stop, go to your word and seek the father and watch God show up and bring you exactly who you've been praying for, for your future. Amen. Amen. Number two, um, if you're dating, how many of you are dating in the room? Anybody dating in the room? Just a few. Okay, we got a few daters in the room. Okay. If you're dating, make sure, oh, now, 
If you're dating and, and your, your dater is in the room, this one's gonna be good. <laughs> Just don't make eye contact, okay? <laughs> make sure they are marriage material, okay? We don't just date to date. We don't just date to get to know. You can be friends and get to know. We date because you're marriage material, okay? Let me help you. Let me, let me help you. Don't waste your time. Don't bring up today and don't bring up on Valentine's Day. Wednesday seems like a great day to break up, okay? <laughs> okay? Just hold tight, hold true. Okay, you got a few more days, battle it out. You're gay. You're okay. Wednesday's coming. Freedom is in your future. Okay, all right. Okay, we're good. Yeah, no. Okay, all right. So now we got that cleared up. Number two, if you're dating, put in boundaries now. You might have been dating for a little bit and you haven't done boundaries. I'm encouraging you as your pastor, put in boundaries to protect yourself. I'm talking crazy, wacky boundaries, okay? Put in boundaries to protect yourself. Uh, one of the things me and Brittany had when we were dating is we would never be in a house alone um, by ourselves. We just wouldn't. We, we always had someone there. Why? Because we wanted to protect ourselves from what could be, okay? Not saying you're going to, but you just put boundaries in to protect you. Now that we're married, we have boundaries in the place where I won't ride in the, the car with a girl by myself. Brittany won't ride in a car with a guy by herself. If you ever see her riding in a car with a guy by herself, you call me, okay? You, you call me. I, we got a great security team here. We'll take it out. Okay? All right. Just to make sure we're clear. Put in boundaries to protect yourself. Okay? If you're dating, man, make boundaries. It's so important. And don't just make private boundaries. Do it together. Come in unity. If you can't come in unity when you're dating, you will definitely not come in unity when you're married. Okay? And if dating right now is hard with the person you're with, it's going to be really hard when you're married. <laughs> That's just truth. If you can't even get along with the person you're dating now, it's going to be really hard to get along with them when you're married. No more excuses to be able to go home. You can't just leave whenever you want. You're there and you're committed. So date now for later, okay? If you're married, you're married. Go back to the moments you fell in love. Okay, maybe some of you have been married for a long time. You're like, ah, we're just used to each other. Go back to the moments you fell in love. Go ahead and spark something new in your old marriage. Yeah, yeah, spark something new. Let 2023 be the year that God brought your marriage into unity like never before. Oh, we've been married for so long. Yeah, make it new. God can. Ah, but they're so annoying. That's okay. It's okay. Give them to God. Give them to God. Give your annoyances about them to God. For some of you, maybe the, the reasons you fell in love with that person are the, the reasons you're now annoyed with them. <laughs> Serious. Oh, I married him for their laugh. Their laugh is annoying. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They do this thing when they eat. It drives me nuts. Yeah, but didn't you say that was the thing that you, yes, but now it drives me nuts. 
Here's the thing. You spent so much time with them, they're normal. They're just a part of your life. Go back to the moments you fell in love and relive that. Man, create a unity in your home. If you're parents, create a unity in your home that your kids see you unified as a unified front. Well, go ask your mother. No, 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 no. You're a team. I don't know, what, 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 what'd your mom say? No, 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 unified, unified. Hey, listen, just so you know, whatever your mom said, I'm in. Well, she didn't say anything yet. Okay, well, let me go talk to her for a second, then we'll come to you with your answer. Boom, unified. You're a unified front. No more of this separate father and mother business where we do our own things and then you know the kids figure it out. No, 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 no. The kids know that whatever dad says, whatever mom says, it's unified. And so I pray over you real quick. Lord, I pray over marriages right now. Lord, unity in the year of 2023 like never before. God, I pray that you would pour out your spirit on their homes, Lord. Let love rise. Lord, let them go back to the moments they fell in love. And let this year be such a strengthening year in unity in their homes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This year, as, as, uh, as I was praying into the year, God started to speak to me. I mentioned this last week about us being an Acts 2 church, this year being an Acts 2 church year. So I wanted to read uh, a little bit of Acts 2 and, and kind of bring us up to snuff on, a, um, on what God, I feel, is going to do in this house. Everybody okay with that? We are doing fantastic on time. I just want to throw it out there. It's my first week, and I feel like I'm knocking it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> There's a special anointing. It's only 1045. <laughs> Man. Shoo. Doing so good. I got time for a drink break. This is great. You know what, before I start, since I have so much time. Journal. All the guys say it with me, journal. Very tough to be a dude and say journal. Like, you know what that means? I gotta sit down. I gotta write. I don't like to write. I might even have to read. I feel such a press in my spirit, a pressing in my spirit for journaling this year. I remember when uh, Pastor Greg brought out all of his journals dating all the way back to the 80s, like pre-me, okay? Like pre-me. Pre-me, okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's old, okay? Um, and he was young. He was, he was old even when he wrote in those. <laughs> journaling is so important because you remember what God did. And so like, for instance, this year, I have this one, uh, year 2023, Supernatural Suddenly. So this, this journal will be a, a, a journal that I reference in the years to come where I can show my grandkids the year of Supernatural Suddenlies that we lived not only at our church, but in our home. And all the stuff that God did. I mean, literally by, by the second day of our fast into this year, God started doing suddenlies over and over again. I'm like, I couldn't keep up. And I'm not a journaler. Okay, let me just be very clear. Like, I am the epitome of not wanting to sit down and, and, and write my thoughts, okay? Like, I stay away from my thoughts as much as possible. Um, so, like, God, God wants you to journal. He wants you to remember. So, man, write it down. Think about this. The Word of God, if they wouldn't have written down what God was speaking to them, we wouldn't have proof today to remember what they said. So write it down. 
Your kids and grandkids will be thankful that you chose to write it down. For all of you hunters, while you're waiting for the deer to come, just journal. Yeah, take those moments. Take those moments where you're sitting there with nothing to do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm going to get into hunting. I am. I am. I am. <laughs> Keep the jerky coming, okay? All right. Acts 2, church. Oh, my. Okay, here we go. Acts 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Say, we're in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. It wasn't them. It was the Spirit enabling them. Okay? Understand that. Now, they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Verse seven, utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Verse 11, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they have had too much wine. I want to stop right here and address this because the day of Pentecost came and they were all together in one place, but he's talking about a group of people. Okay, they were all together in one place, this group of people. There were also other people. Two different groups. One group of people got filled, baptized, crazy, anointing, fire fell, all of this stuff. And then there were the outside watchers. The people that were on the outside of the blessing and power of the Holy Spirit. They were the people that were looking in and onward on what God was doing. God has shown me that this year will be a year where this house is filled with fire. I literally see fire on when, when, I, when God puts the picture in my mind, I see fire on all of our heads as God is. He's building us up and getting us ready. Remember, fire, fire does two things. Number one, it takes away the, the, the shrubbery, the mess. And number two, it refines the gold. It refines the, it, it starts to melt down and, and bring into form what needs to be. So I believe this year is going to be a year where God starts to, to take you, mold you, and shape you into what you need to be, but also a year of getting rid of the mess. So two groups of people, the one group of people, they were saturated with his presence. The other people were on the outside, and they went with their knee-jerk reaction, which was to mock the movement. Welcome to 2023. This was Bible times. They saw something happening in a room and they chose to go with their knee-jerk reaction because this is what everybody else does is just join the posse and, ah, man, it's, it's, it's morning. They're drunk on wine. They have to be drunk on wine. They must be. They, they must, to act that foolish, they must be. They're fools. 
They're, they're fools. They're fools. They're fools. Yeah, they're fools. You are fools. Now they started this movement of mockery towards what God was doing in the house. Let me just go ahead and warn you. When God pours out his spirit on this house, there will be mockers. We're already preparing for them. We're already preparing for them. I'm already getting my spirit ready for the mockers that are coming. Not a doubt in my mind that the, that the, the people on the outside will start to start to talk. But we will not be shaken. We will not be moved. We will stand on the word of God like we always have. And we will boldly take ground for the kingdom. We will boldly take ground for the kingdom. I want us as a house to start praying for the third space that's coming available. It's coming available. If you don't speak it, you got to see it. I mean, if you don't speak it, you're not going to see it. So we're going to speak it into existence. We, we feel that God is going to open it up for us. And so we're going to take it the moment it comes available. So if you own a hammer, just get ready. We believe God is giving us more space for a bigger sanctuary, some offices for our pastoral staff so that we can take this section and start to move it into the Power Place Academy. We want to use this room as Power Place youth and kids for our students and our kids on a Sunday morning. Our kids are blowing out of their room. This is the fourth or fifth time that Pastor Jeremy and Priscilla have expanded where the kids sit. They have the boys sit in a block and the girls sit in a block. They're almost maxed out on the entire room. They're averaging over 60 children in the room. Yeah, it's huge. That's amazing. That's our six-year-old uh, through, through 11 class. And they're busting out of the seams. So we want to take that room and chop it for the Power Place Academy and make more classrooms. Hear me. God has given us a vision for the house. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take that vision and we're going to steward it. We're going to steward it. Okay, Lord, we hear you. We hear you. Now we're going to take ground for you. Because of what you prompted in our spirits out of obedience, we're going to walk. We're going to step. And we're going to take ground boldly. Boldly. You ever heard someone walk boldly? Kind of sounds like someone walking angrily. Right? Right? Like, don't mistake in my kindness for weakness. Right? There's bold steps, right? That was a good one, huh? Man, so good. When you walk boldly, you take ground confidently. Ooh. When I take a step boldly, I know the ground I'm getting ready to step on will be mine. It will be a firm foundation underneath my foot. I don't just go walking from the concrete into the pool like that. You know, I'm not, not going to drown to death. No, no, no. When I walk boldly, I know the, the ground that I'm getting ready to step on will be mine and firm to walk on. So as I walk, I walk with a firm spirit saying, Lord, you've promised me this ground. We will take it by force. <laughs> yes, yes. So we start to walk. 
And so just know that the Acts 2 church, we are gathering together for God to fall, and then we're going to go in obedience. And from that, the fire that's on us will be contagious for those on the outside of these walls. We will not be contained to these four walls. We are praying God opens up more doors in our community this year than ever before. I pray that in the year of 2023, we take more ground in our community than all 19 years combined. Amen. You should have gotten way more excited about that. That's all good. It's fine. Take another drink break. If we do what God is putting in our spirits to do, we will see results. Verse 14, let's move on. Acts 2, verse 14. Then Peter stood up with the 11, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk. You got to have one in the crowd. I visualize my mother standing up. We can all visualize it too. She's like, hey, everybody, listen. Okay? It's accurate. It's funny because the two people that everybody's like, hey, nobody will listen. Will you call the crowd to listen? They always either call on me or my mother. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Uh Uh-oh, words coming to pass. Oh, no, 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 no. We were already prepared for this. This was spoken a while ago, and now it's coming to pass. So I'm sorry that you're ignorant to the move of God, but this is supposed to be. This is supposed to happen. And so wake up, open your eyes. These people are not drunk. This is the power of the Holy Spirit. And little Joel over there told us it was coming. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I could get excited. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. Woo, man. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Not a maybe. Will be saved. Those that call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him. Ooh, that's a good line. Which God did among you through him. As you yourselves know, this man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. 
but God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Some of you need to put that on your mirror in the morning. (laughs) Some of you need to recite that every morning and remind your spirit who's in charge. I saw the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. I'm a child of God. (laughs) Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body always will rest in hope because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You will not let your Holy One see decay. Come on. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Let me stop right there and address this for a second. You have made known to me the paths of life. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you daily encounter his presence, he will reveal to you the path for you to take. He will reveal to you the decisions to make. Uh, We prayed prayed two weeks ago or last week, I can't remember, over businesses that, that God would start to pour out and give you the wisdom to make big decisions in your business. Daily encounters. Daily encounters, God will start to pour out his spirit on you and give you wisdom and discernment to make decisions. As a father and as a mother of your home, daily encounters, God wants to pour out. He wants to fill you up. And so get into his presence and let him pour out on you. Verse 28 again, you have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Fellow Israelites, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried and his tomb is here to this day, but he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life and we are all witnesses of it. (laughs) Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. Ooh, can you be on, just imagine yourself being on the other side of those words. (laughs) The guy that you took out, Mm mm-hmm. Yep, he's both Lord and Messiah. Good job, you did nothing. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? When you reveal truth to the wicked, they are struck with fear. (gasps) Wait, 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 what? What should we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. So here's, here's my, last, my last thought on Acts 2 Church and what God has placed in my spirit. I want you to, to understand that Peter, his response was, oh, you're good. All you have to do is ask for forgiveness. A lot of us in the room will be like, ah, you too far gone, man. <laughs> you annoying me. Like there's people that you can think of like, I don't know how in the world they're going to get saved. There's, there's almost like no impossible way. God wants you to know his grace so good. He wants the far off sinner that we didn't think had a chance. He wants them to come and feel his love. And he needs me and you to call them to greatness. Oh, no, 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 no. You're good. There's a way. There's a way out of what you're feeling. There's a way out of what you've done. All you have to do is say, Lord, forgive me. I want to be free. And so us as a church, we as a church are going to rise and start to call people to greatness. We're going to start to call people to greatness. We're going to start to extend a hand and say, no, 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 no. We're not going to leave you there. That's not the reason we met. We met because God aligned this relationship. And so we're going to call you to greatness. And the Holy Spirit wants to come in and fill you up. And as you come into his presence, God is going to pour strength, wisdom, discernment, anointing. Amen. Amen. Come on all over this room. Stand with me. Worship team, you can join me, please. We're going to be intentional this year. But it can't just be the staff of the church being intentional. You have to be intentional about your homes too. I want to call you to a year of intentionality like never before. If we're going to see things we've never seen before and do things we've never done before, we're going to have to come into a season of intentionality. And I believe that that season of intentionality will actually birth some new things, some new normals in your home. I believe that, that what God's going to do from us being intentional is he's gonna open up our eyes to maybe some bad habits that we've created in our home. Bad habits come, absolutely. But it's what you do with them that matters. Are you addressing them and changing them? Or are you allowing them to rule? 
So we're going to be intentional. We're going to be intentional in this house in the way we praise, the way we worship, the way we sing, the way we enter in. I, I, want, you to, I want you to be pushed this year in the way you involve yourself in worship. I love the fact that when you're reading through Acts 2, it says that they were all sitting when the fire fell. They were sitting. There's going to be moments of, we were, I was talking to the staff this week, there's going to be moments where we come together, we take the first 30 minutes of every day uh, for our work day, and we just gather in prayer as a staff of this house. We spend intentional moments in his presence. And I always just go wherever God's leading. And I, I believe that some days, uh, as I was talking to them, I said, I believe that some days God's going to put us into a seated position just to journal and, and listen to his voice. And then there's gonna be other days we come together where we're going to war for what he's put on our spirit to war for. Different, different times, different, different things that happen. And when you're in tune with his spirit, all of a sudden you're, you're aware of what's going on. I don't know if you saw the Grammys this year. I personally didn't watch them. I only saw the aftermath. But the performance by Sam Smith that pushed all limits, ushered in the demonic realm, had all of his dancers have whips and bondage stuff and put him in cages. And then he was accompanied on stage to get their award by the first transgender to receive a Grammy award. And the crowd erupted, standing ovation celebrating the first of many more to come. I don't know what that does for you. And I know, I know, I know sin has been around a long time. I know, I know the demonic have been working overtime. I know that people are, are, are stepping into the agenda of the enemy and helping and assisting to divide and conquer. I understand that. I totally understand that. Well, Pastor Isaiah, do you think that Christians need to be there? Yes, I do. But I think they need to have a voice. I don't think attending is enough. If you're going to be there, let's hear your thoughts on the situation. And let me call our church to that standard. As I call our staff to that standard. We don't just attend because your attendance is not enough. Peter raised his voice and declared, these men are not drunk. You fools. No, 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 no. You are coming against them wrong. No, no, no. I see sin. This is wrong. I was there. I got to see it with my own eyes and all of your wisdom and discernment on the outside of this room. You're right. It was wrong. This is not okay. Please pray for me as I go in to do God's work in the evil realms. That's what I want to see. That's who I'm calling. I'm calling creatives that have a voice. 
Come on, I'm calling creatives that have a voice, that will not bow down to the evil agenda or even be silent among it. It's time we rise. It's time we rise. Pastor Zane, our apostolic elder for the house, he spoke Isaiah 61. I've, I've said this multiple times. I can't get it out of my spirit for today. I want you to receive this. He, he spoke this scripture over our home. And he said, this, this is your scripture. Isaiah 61. I don't even have it up there because God just prompted me to speak on it. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. I want you to receive this. Okay, I want you to receive this. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Strangers will shepherd your flocks. Foreigners will work your fields and vineyards and you will be called priests of the Lord and you will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of nations and in their riches, you will boast. Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land. And everlasting joy will be yours. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. In my faithfulness, I will reward my people and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them will acknowledge that they are a people the Lord has blessed. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the soil makes the sprout come up and a garden causes seeds to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. Come on, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, do it. Do it in this house. We give you complete access to everything. Lord, we give you the room. We give you ourselves. We say, Lord, pour, 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 Lord. We want more, Lord. Thanks for checking out the Power Place audio podcast. The Power Place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to empower you with his spirit and his word so that you can engage your world. Here at The Power Place, we believe the Bible from cover to cover. 
And our prayer is that as you listen, the absolute truth of God's word would bring complete freedom to every area of your life.